0: Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. podcast.
1: What antiques are we talking about this week? Some saucy little babies, tobacco and cigarette silks and felts. I wish you wouldn't call them saucy little babies. They're saucy little babies. What do you want me to do about it? Not call them that. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk about the Tabakiana collectible of silks and felts. Huzzah! Are you familiar with these? Absolutely not. We're also going to throw in a third category the cigar ribbons, I kind of just rolled all of the tobacco textiles into one. That seems valid. Tobacco silk is a piece of silk, satin, silk satin, silk cotton, cotton sateen, or just regular cotton. So, fabric. Fabric that if you squinted, you would call silk. It's just like sometimes it was just flat right out regular cotton. I believe silk cotton was the most common, but some of them were actually just satin.
0: I'm going to nod and smile like I know the difference.
1: Uh, you know, fibers.
0: Do you know the difference between silk and satin? Write in, podcast at gmail.com.
1: Now you know we've got a couple of people who have actually been on the podcast who definitely know the difference. I know, but I just like to hear from them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all are the best. So these were either trading card sized to larger pieces of fabric with a design on it that generally included the tobacco product's logo. A tobacco felt is the same thing, but made out of not felt. Flannel, actually.
0: Wait, is anything in this episode what it says it is?
1: Sometimes the silks are silks. Okay. Yes, the cigar ribbons are always ribbons. (laughs) We've got that at least. (laughs) A cigar ribbon is a silk or other decorative fabric ribbon that was used to bundle sets of six cigars for sale. The silks and felts tend to be about trading cards sized or sometimes larger and folded into the box. They are either plain squares with something embroidered or printed on it, and sometimes they are just tiny rugs and were either placed inside the carton, tin, or box similar to Red Rose Tea and Wade figurines, Or, sometimes if it was larger and more elaborate, the product was packed away with mail-away coupons, like with box tops and dumb little flashlights or whatever.
0: (laughs) I don't know why, but the phrase, dumb little flashlights or whatever, really tickled me.
1: (laughs) I was, like, racking my brain for half a second trying to remember, like, a mail order prize from a cereal box, and I just remembered a Scooby-Doo flashlight first. Which is strange, because the ones I actually went in for were, like, Jurassic Park ones, so...
0: I tried to do a mail order to the Pet Shop, but it never arrived.
1: Aw, I'm so sorry. Life is pain. This practice actually evolved from placing stiff picture cards to stiffen the backs of paper packages so that the cigarettes would get crushed. Earlier, obviously, these were just plain pieces of stiff paper, and later they would print cards on them for people's amusement and to encourage repeat purchases. These cards were heavily sports-themed and, in fact, are the actual precursor to baseball collecting cards. Incredible. Yeah, sports were a dominant theme with the cigarette cards, and their collection led people to just say, what if we just made sports cards? And just sold those
0: without cigarettes, because if we just sell the cards, we can sell those to kids.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cigarettes, on the other hand, got wily. They said, usually, cigarettes are purchased by ladies for their mans. We should put something in the cigarette package that will make the ladies like this product as much as the mans do. And that's why they put in picture silks.
0: So when they racked their brains for what does ladies like, they came up with fabric scraps?
1: That wasn't necessarily off the cuff. Okay. So like obviously like we covered tobacco premiums go all the way back to 1875 when they started with tobacco cards. Fabric premiums started with the cigar ribbons. Women would collect the cigar ribbons from the cigars that their husbands smoked and sew them together into stuff,
0: just like a fun craft project.
1: Yeah, and and like ladies' home magazines picked up on this and like had oh how to turn cigar ribbons into pillow shams, so on and so forth. So that took off like really quickly and it was like super hot.
0: I was going to wonder about the appeal of tobacco scented fabric and then I remembered the husbands they're buying the cigars and cigarettes for are probably smoking these inside the house so like yeah probably not really not really phasing them much the light scent of tobacco leaves on these fabrics
1: (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah cigarette companies picked up on the craze of crafting and literally fashioning there are pieces of clothing that are made entirely out of cigar ribbons yeah yeah how bored do you have to be There wasn't a lot to do, my dude. Read a book! We had books by then. (laughs) I know,
0: I've read several of them.
1: Go fig. Look at you, Mr. Books over here, with your words. (laughs) That's what they call me. Some of us have to smoke a lot of cigarettes and mail away for a kayak, okay? (laughs) Have to. Have to. (laughs) Have to. How else am I going to get an American spirit jacket, huh? So actually, some of the earlier ones, and this continued to be a theme throughout the offering of fabric premiums for cigarettes, was that they were actually produced and marketed specifically for women to sew them together into quilts. Your tobacco quilt. A tobacco quilt is an actual collectible that many people are interested in. And I bet it smells great. It probably doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) This was really handy because not only did it piggyback off of the delight of sewing together cigar ribbons... It also inherently included things that were either a series or a collection so that you couldn't change brands or (gasps) wait too long to buy another box or you'd risk failing to complete your whole collection of something. Oh, then your quilt wouldn't match. Oh, no. Your quilt wouldn't match. Oh, my God. If you wanted every single butterfly silk for your butterfly tobacco quilt, you needed to buy those cigarettes as often as you could and never change brands. Oh, my God. It's pretty sly. Although, random pieces were actually really heavily incorporated into Victorian crazy quilts. More on those in a future episode, I'm assuming? Yes, almost certainly. But really, quickly, a crazy quilt is basically just a quilt that lacks any inherent planned structure. A uh, just-for-funsies quilt. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of quilts are based on folk patterns, established patterns, or even just patterns you come up with yourself. But a crazy quilt doesn't need to have any of that. It's a quilt you just freestyling. Ah, uh, freak out. A quilt. So quilt. The other thing about these were that they ended up getting associated with fancy cigarette brands. Because fabric premiums were actually fairly expensive to produce. So
0: your husband can afford to buy the expensive cigarettes for you to make a quilt out of, but he can't afford to buy you a book?
1: Exactly. Books are expensive, dog. I just... And you can't smoke the outside of the book, now can ya?
0: I guess. And I guess the book isn't a byproduct of the husband getting to smoke a bunch of cigarettes, either.
1: Like, maybe if they'd wrapped books in, like, coverlets that had been made out of tobacco? Oh god. Although even cheap brands were more likely to do a mail order to get the items directly from the manufacturer to cut down on costs. Oh. And also a mail order would be more likely if the piece was large. In fact, some of these got as big as like, are you familiar with like a back patch size? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's big, that is. It's, bi- it's, it's big because I can't think of the dimensions. Is it smaller than a
0: bread box? Yes. Is it larger than a
1: kitten? Yes. Animal,
0: vegetable, or mineral? Patch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the silks, unlike the cards, featured an enormous variety of subject matter, including pinups, flags of various countries, college logos, the most boring sports you could imagine, including cricket and golf, <laughs> racist stuff, Oh no! floral, animals, pictures of European royalty, military and, oddly enough, fraternal orders. <laughs> Which, given the exclusivity of many of those, is, like, weird.
0: So what you're telling me is that I could have a Masonic quilt made out of fabric from cigarettes?
1: I saw exactly one of those, yes. All right, now I'm on board. <laughs> you love the Masons, man. Suddenly. Suddenly. So fabric premiums became common from 1905 until, you know what, guess guess which horrible thing happened that ended everyone's joy for this. Was it World War I? It was World War One. Shock of shocks. I mean, at that point, tobacco prices had just gone sky high, there were material shortages everywhere, and nobody really just had the energy for anything fanciful anymore. The end. <laughs> so now you want to collect these things, right? I definitely want that mason quilt. All right, we'll take a l- <laughs> That's going to be rough because in terms of prices, the subject matter is probably like the main controller of price. Would they be willing to do a swapsies? Absolutely. Uh, This is my dark secret. At more than one auction, I have paid off all the stuff I bought at the auction by selling someone present. Tobacco silks got included in boxes. What? I don't like them. I don't like them and I don't care about them. So I usually bundle them up. No,
0: no, 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 no. I, I need you to back up and like go through this process like step by step. So you're at the auction. You have bought something. What is the next step?
1: I collect my box at the end of the auction after everyone is gathering up to go home. And I put all of the tobacco silks that might be like there, which usually there's at least one because I buy the end of lot boxes. And people don't usually advertise tobacco silks on their own unless they're super fancy or rare.
0: So, is this just at every auction there is guaranteed to be a box of tobacco silks somehow?
1: No, but it's happened twice it's weird that it happened that many times.
0: If you had a nickel each time, you'd have a dime.
1: Yeah, I just put them on top of the boxes and inevitably someone will approach me asking to buy them off me. So then I'll just bundle them up. And you'll get back the
0: value of what you bought?
1: Yeah, because well, I buy end-of-auction boxes so I never spend a whole lot. So yeah, it'll be like uh, 30 bucks. And then everything I got that day is free. (laughs) That is a buck wild pro strat, my dude. (laughs) It's pretty, like, the kind of auctions I attend, let's be real, people buying lots and then doing swapsies is actually pretty common and, in my opinion, extremely fun. It sounds dope. I'd love to try it. If only we could get auctions to be safe again. (laughs) But yeah, so, like, that, (laughs) I just, I can't bring myself to give a damn. About tobacco silks, which is why we have made an entire episode about them? Well, this was me making up for that. I figured, (laughs) now it's time to give a damn. About tobacco silks. About Ad- tobacco silks. And it turns out it's a fresh and fun little subject. I would not describe it as fresh, if only for the scent. Okay, it is a nasty, terrible habit little subject with an interesting history. <laughs> <laughs> the cigar ribbons are, like, way more inspiring to me, because then people just took these colorful ribbons and, like, the quilts that got made out of them are insane. Because they're just ribbons.
0: You have to be dedicated to make a quilt out of ribbons.
1: yeah. If you know anyone who quilts, you know the end product is always baffling <laughs> in how, like, cool it is. And with cigar ribbons absolutely, absolutely fits this mold. They are stunning. And like you said, the attention to detail, the time, the care. Oh my god. And also, rip your husband if he smoked that many cigars, he's dead. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of cigars, and each cigar is like 12 cigarettes. So. <laughs> Subject matter is kind of like what everyone considers the most important with fraternal orders and colleges sports and college sports kind of living at the top of the heap with like a really heavy emphasis on college sports and other uh cross collectibles and for some reason i guess the golf ones are the most sought after which i find disgusting sorry not sorry well that's just because rich people don't have taste and they love golf <laughs> but as for college sports it's mostly just because the more crosses you have in your cross collectibles the more valuable your pieces because the more everyone wants it that's a demand baby
0: The more circles overlap at the center of your Venn diagram, the more money in your pocket.
1: Exactly. Another notable interesting bit is the S-74 baseball silk set, which were featured in a specific, uh, I believe, Luxor cigarettes. Uh, Apparently, these are actually just rolled into baseball card history and are considered proto-baseball cards and have their own designation for people who collect those. And since there's tons of baseball card collectors, you can bet how competitive that is. Rather... And when I say, like, makes them more expensive, I want to clarify, we are again talking about an everyman's collectible. The sports silks and, like, the golf ones and even some of the college ones are around, like, 20 to 30 and more mundane stuff would be, like, $5 a piece. Meanwhile, my Masonic quilt- Your Masonic quilt will be several thousand dollars. <laughs> well, shoot. It, well, not only is it Masonic, but it, is, it would be an antique quilt, which is its own kind of collectible. So what you're saying is we're going to have to do a lot of swapsies. We're going to have to do a lot of swapsies and find a quilter. (laughs) With the felts, which as we did discuss are in fact actually flannels, there are three patterns that predominate. Flags, rugs, and literally everything else. (laughs) I didn't think that a a felt collector said that. I just really, really liked it. I personally have always been enamored of the extremely tiny rugs. Usually in oriental or like Persian pattern. They are delightful, they have little tiny fringe, and they're just small rugs, and I find myself fascinated by that. Miniatures are compelling. Can confirm. Yeah, they have sometimes sports, butterflies are very common, cupid dolls had a short run. Ah, uh, hell yeah. i surprised Rose O'Neill would have advertised with cigarettes. I don't know that she knew they were bad for you. That's true. People didn't really know that yet. And of course, animals. Animals do tend to be popular but they're also extremely plentiful for both felts and silks. The other thing that is extremely, extremely important is condition. The silk or felt should have bright, intact imagery, whether it is stitched on or printed. Intact edges with little or no shredding and unraveling, which unfortunately is one of the most common things. They don't tend to be bound up at the edges because they were more or less intended to be sewn onto things. So the longer they remained not sewn onto anything, the more likely the edges got unbound and unraveled. And no holes or tears. Also difficult. Everyone has moths. Everyone. If you don't, then, like, I would like to know your secret and don't tell me it's cedar. I'll kill you. My secret is that I am a moth. A moth man. Damn. Damn. T'was you that ate my fabrics?
0: Omnomnom nom crunch.
1: My own co-host? The Prestige!
0: <laughs> and with that, I turn around and Ken is in my closet! Ah! Flapping about and making a noise like a record play backwards at high speed.
1: You just lean in and say... What's in your pocket? (laughs) And it's chapstick. Okay. I've
0: never wanted to become a sleight of hand magician until this very moment, but I would love to go around (laughs) in my Mothman suit and just like plant chapstick in people's pockets. God, that would be really funny. Incredible. Someone call Daniel. I need to learn sleight (laughs) of hand right now.
1: (laughs) I've almost got the French drop. I can do this. That being said, pieces made from tobacco silks are actually more attention grabbing and tend to command higher prices than the silks themselves. Interesting. I think it's because of the awe that it puts people in and just like the inherent uniqueness of the item at that point where there's hundreds of cigarette silks. There's only one of Crazy Marie's 95 golfer quilt with a couple of bugs in it for good measure. Ah, good old Marie. (laughs) Good Good old Crazy Marie. Quilts in particular, this is mostly because of cross collectability and because quilts are a time-honored and American-favorite art form, I would say. We have a deep love of quilts, and rightly so. It's also interesting to note that cigarette silk pieces are rarer than cigar ribbon silks, just because they had a shorter window of production and were kind of harder to get a hold of. Okay. And also because cigarettes wouldn't outstrip cigars in popularity for a while. In fact, for a long time, cigarette smoking was seen as something like Fops and Dandies did (laughs) until eventually... If you know the reason that cigarettes took over cigars, please let me know because I don't know it. Smaller, convenient, smell better? I disagree. I would take the smell of a cigar over a cigarette any day.
0: Have you seriously ever smelled a room that someone has smoked a cigar in? It's horrendous.
1: Yeah, we used to allow cigar smoke at the antique store.
0: Cigarette smoke is subtle by comparison.
1: It's awful. I mean, nothing compares to pipe smoke, but... What could? Nothing could. Some of the rarer and harder to obtain and more pricey pieces include anything that's larger, especially like from back patch up, just because they required additional steps to obtain, which most people didn't bother with. The largest available was actually the pillow top sized cigar silk, and it was meant to be sewn into a throw pillow. That's about it on Cigarette Silks. Like I said, it's a quick little refreshing bit that I didn't know a lot about before because I'd never bothered to care. The more you know. And now, now I care. If only because it enables you to walk
0: away from the auction with pure profit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've always respected them for that. But now I actually know more about them. And maybe I'll keep an eye out for good ones. Yeah. This is also a side note, but there was a brand called Egyptian Luxury, and every single word in that is spelled wrong, and I just can't get over it. Incredible. Sources for today include Princetonianmuseum.org, Pastimes.org, slash Tabakiana, Palmbeach.floridaweekly.com, Collector's Corner number 345. I'm not shocked that the Palm Beach site has Tobakiana articles. I was going to drop a snide comment about that in there myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh we love you, Palm Beach. Never change. <laughs> the com. Cigar Silk Ribbons A Collecting Mania. Honest to God, GeoCities dot slash N-I-M-U-E number 139. <laughs> Nimue? Nimue? A Nimue Geocities site? I get such a kick out of any time I get to revisit like a Geocities or an Angel Fire type site. It feels so good to be back. <laughs> Web 1.0. And the people who force whatever Web we we're at now back into Web 1.0, even more delightful. 10 out of 10. True heroes. Sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baseball, silks, football, basketball, hockey. <laughs> Vintagekitquilts.net. Womenfolk.com. Ha. Huh. myself I wouldn't laugh at that one. Ha. <laughs> <Huh>. You know? <laughs> Women. Ha. <Huh. laughs> womenfolk.com. Quilting history slash tobacco. Antiquequilthistory.com because we have to have one. Article cigarette silks and quilts. And for further reading, if you really, really are into this and want to get into the, like the deep, deep nitty gritty, cigarhistory.info, as it happens, is great. <laughs> right on. If you would like to suggest an episode
0: topic or just say hello, you can email us directly at gmail at gmail.com. You can post in our Facebook group, Antiques Freaks Friends, or you can tag us on Tumblr, com.
1: If you liked us debating the merits of cigarettes versus cigars versus pipes, yes, versus vapes, unfairly we left those out, feel free to scroll on down to wherever you're listening to this episode and leave us a review. Any kind of review is great. I like the good ones. If you really want our opinions on vapes, check
0: out the tail end of our Cast Iron Banks episode. <laughs>
1: Highly recommended.
0: If you would like to peruse a wide variety of vintage goods or check out some t-shirts and stickers with the podcast logo on them, you should see our Etsy at etsy.com slash shop antiquesfreaks. If you would like to listen to deleted scenes or our special bonus episode presentation of the Penny Dreadful Varney the Vampire, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love.
1: So much love.
0: And thank you in particular for listening.
1: That's right, you. Au revoir. Goodbye.